Hey y'all, welcome back to our podcast, Us Versus Them. My name's Kristen. And I'm Megan. So, what do you think we should talk about this week, even though I'm guessing that you already have something in mind? Mm, Maybe. (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day, and it's crazy to me how one instance or experience can really direct the course of your future. As in what? Can you speak or... Are you stupid? Yeah. Obviously. I mean, I was dropped as a child, so I think that's why I speak the way I do. But it's fine. I'm allowed to teach you for it. Yeah, fuck you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for instance, like when we got Sawyer. Okay, uh, for the audience listening, Sawyer is our cat and our firstborn cat. (laughs) No, we didn't actually have Sawyer. But he's our firstborn cat, and he's not a kid, so duh. Yeah, he's basically our child. Yeah, and we weren't planning or prepared for that kind of situation, so let's explain. All right, so if you listen to the last podcast, the same place where Megan called a manager or a GM condescending, we were working there. (laughs) So we... This is at the beginning of us working there. Yeah, so we were, like, training, and there were a shit ton of employees because they... I don't know, fucking were just crazy. So uh, this one kid needed a ride home. And it wasn't even in the same direction. We live 45 minutes away. He actually lived closer to the place, but in the opposite direction. So this is so riveting. Yeah, I know. And we accepted taking him home because what are we going to say? Go walk? Yeah. Then once we get to his apartment, he's like, do you guys want to come in and meet my girlfriend? And we're like, uh, I sure. guess. And I mean, it, it really happened just like that. He's like, so do you want to meet my girlfriend? Yeah, I sure. Guess. Like we literally just met you like a day ago, maybe. Like we don't know you at all. But now you want us to go inside and what? Make friends with your girlfriend? Yeah. So after only a few minutes, he like that we're inside his, his apartment, he looks at us and says, do you guys want a cat? My girlfriend got this one at Petco where she works and I'm allergic. Like your girlfriend, either she's really fucking shitty or she just doesn't care. Yeah. And then of course, Meg looks at me with hearts in her eyes and says, Chris, can we? And I did think about it because I'm going to note that at the time we were living at home and my mom, like we didn't even ask her. We were just like, uh, so I had to think about it, but I said yes. And then of course, you know, then we're going to go on. So after, after we said that magic word, yes, this boy proceeds to explain that the cat he was giving us like we're taking this cat off of his hand but now you want to charge us yeah so now it's going to be 75 dollars because the girlfriend had bought a bunch of shit for the cat now we didn't ask the girlfriend to buy the shit you can keep the cat shit you know what i mean we don't fucking want it but of course what are we gonna say like he's like we like kristen said we made it clear that we don't want this stuff like a cat bed no thanks my cat wants to rough it and sleep on the couch or maybe the bed yeah and also for reference we have indoor cats and like we actually trap them inside the house anytime they even look out the window we make sure that they have no chance of going outside because we know they'll never come back (laughs) because they won't love no i'm kidding but um we want our cats to feel like survivalists that's why we don't want this stuff for this reason we only feed them once a month and see how they measure up 
<laughs> and uh, that's probably why they look so scrawny. Yeah, or why they faint daily. It's weird, but I think I read somewhere it's healthy for grown cats. Yeah, I think I saw on TikTok somewhere. Yeah, no big deal. And <laughs> obviously we feed our cats. To be honest, probably a little too much. And <laughs> we feed our cats so much that our cat Sawyer loves treats. Like anytime we open this like um, cabinet. certain cabinet, he just meows like, crazy because he's just like a fucking lunatic yeah you would think that he hasn't eaten even though we just leave a big bowl of food out so that the cats can have it at any moment but i space out the treats like in Mm. the living room so that like each individual treat he has to like go to different parts of the living room for so that he can exercise yeah she really does do that she's like do you think it's okay i'm like he's walking like three inches he's fine but the point is we felt pressured to to accept like that suggested amount because what are we going to do we had already mapped out this cat's entire future <laughs> but no we're like we're going to put him in commercials and <laughs> he's going to be our meal ticket so we don't have to serve anymore no but we're like okay we're going to give you 25 dollars, but because we just started this job we don't have the other 50 dollars. so can we be on a payment plan what other people would ask if they could be on a payment plan for a 75 dollar cat we would yeah so we asked him and then whenever we saw him the next day or the next you know few days at work he would always say hey guys i i need cigs i need cigs and we're like okay good for you you know yeah like we're we're, we're a payment plan means hey maybe like every week or every other like not every day 25 dollars if if that was the case i would have given you the money yeah so it's like hey next week we'll give you 25 and then next week, we'll give you another 25. But he just was one of those annoying cook boys. So he would just fucking bother us throughout the shift. You know what I mean? So we just fucking emptied out our aprons. and gave him the 50. Yeah. He's the most expensive cat we've ever bought. Because yeah. usually we go for the free ones because we aren't psychopaths. But he was worth every penny. Eh, was he? No. <laughs> I mean, even though he can be a little fucking dickhead sometimes. Yeah, he definitely has a standout personality. You think? But he's our family, and the previous owners would never love him the way we do. Right, Mag? Right. This is what I say to him as I hold him and he meows in fear. I say, this is how I say it to This is exactly, I swear to God, this is exactly how she says it. I could recite it with her, and my mom could recite it. She says it so frequently. Soy, Azosha. Isn't so much? Scott would never love you the way I love you, Soy. He's not capable of that kind of love. What? He is not. I'm her, she is I. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Yeah. So the point is that one ride changed our lives because we got Sawyer, and he was the first pet that showed us like what it truly was like to have like such a deep connection with With your animal and I look at other animals now with way more compassion and I never understood whenever people were like yeah I need to take off like for my animal dying mourn it or something you're okay yeah I could totally understand now because he's our world and we love him along with our other cats that we'll mention some other time but he's a dickhead sometime but he's our dickhead. Yep. So going along with the experiences that change the course of your life, 
or at least like put you on a different path maybe than you would have went. Uh, let's talk about some school moments that were less than ideal in our opinion. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Remember when our fourth grade teacher went around the room and she told each person, like each student, what they were bad at? She was like, you get out of your seat too much. You don't raise your hand. You talk too much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I honestly am surprised that she didn't say anything about us, but we were so unmemorable to her that she probably even forgot we were in the class. Yeah. But why do you think I ever considered being a teacher? Because I thought I would get to put children down. I'm like, if that's all I'm doing, fuck, I'm in this bitch. I know. And when she was going around the room, now I guess I probably wasn't thinking it then because like I was... You were actually a good person. Yeah, I was actually a good person. Now I'm not... I was thinking, bitch, do we get a turn to give you feedback? Because I would like to say that you pick favorites and treat everyone else like trash. Yeah. And do you, do you remember that she would pick like monitors or helpers or something? And they would be the same kids rotated through. Yeah. And if those kids wanted to get you in trouble for like dumb shit. Like be a narc is what we're saying. They would. Yeah. And thinking back and looking at her uh as a person and her like personality and character and I was looking for a yearbook uh the other week and saw her picture and it kind of brought me some memories back that she was kind of smug I can't talk because she taught me nothing yes she was kind of yeah she was kind of smug for an elementary teacher like you would think that she would have to be you know a little more caring and and genuine and like inviting to the kids but I'm just thinking that the stuff that happened when we were kids, like in elementary school and even middle school, that would never be acceptable today. Yeah, like what kind of things do you mean? For example, all right, when we're in second grade, one of the parents um, in our class accused a teacher of hitting their daughter. And I'm assuming it was maybe like used as like a discipline thing and the kid was maybe told her mom that like she was hit or like maybe the teacher just you know was fucking pissed that day that you know she had to come to work so she just figured fucking I'm just gonna slap this kid yeah yeah I do remember that and the thing is the teacher wasn't punished or suspended or anything like that instead the mom of that girl just came like maybe the next day and sat through an entire day of classes and I'm just thinking I'm not being mean, but this teacher can keep her hands to herself for one day. This isn't going to solve any shit. Yeah. And today, kids in second grade, they would all have cell phones. Yeah. And they would be recording their teacher, like, you know, under their desk and then bring it out and show them. Snapchatting their, like, friends in other classes. Like, having their fucking phone on live to show yeah, them like a, a on Facebook, Facebook and then their parent would show up at the door and yeah stuff. commenting like I'll be there soon honey it, it's just like crazy because then there's less like when we were in school people in second grade didn't have a fucking phone my mom had a car phone so, like a box car phone so who are you gonna believe the kid or the teacher but now even if it's like against what the kid and the teacher say there's proof on your cell phone so you can't really dispute that exactly so kids today hold a lot more power I think in that way and sometimes I don't think that's the best thing yeah and we're millennials can you imagine 
the baby boomer generation. I mean, we've heard stories from our parents and stepdad about that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like our stepdad said that he would get paddled in class for stuff like dumb shit, like chewing gum. Yeah. So (laughs) this is actually funny. He learned how to hide the gum in his throat when the teacher came over and confronted him. So, like, they would see him chewing it, and, and then, then they would come over and, like, make and, like, check his mouth, like, oh, put your tongue up, whatever. So, he learned to hide it in his throat, and then he would make it disappear. And then, when the teacher walked away, he would make it reappear. Yeah. Can we say, what a fucking rebel? I mean, now he's a pussy, so it kind of evens out, but. that's she's not lying there uh what's your opinion on how schools run these days like compared to even let's say 25 years ago uh well i i think that's not that's not a good pause good but i guess i think certain changes are positive but when parents are trying to take all the power away i believe it sets a system up for not a good thing you know what I mean because parents aren't meant to have all the power make all the decisions and be like the ringleaders of you know what I mean I think that that harms like the whole system yeah I just feel like if people were more like us so everyone be more similar to how we act which is fucking laid back I'm not even saying I'm the most laid back person because I'm for sure not but I don't stick my nose in business that's not mine. And, like, yes, I'll care about my kids and all that Whatever, shit. yeah. But as long as they're not in danger, I'm not going to fucking go to a teacher and make a big fuss about just, you don't call You don't call um, her enough to be a helper. You don't, you don't do this enough. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. And you're going to embarrass your kid real fast doing that shit. Yeah, and... I also remember um, I was a sub um, for, you know, whatever person needed it. So I was at an elementary school. And I remember one of these kids said that their mom had, like, gotten the teacher in trouble because, like, he had filmed something of how the teacher was acting. And I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to be on my best behavior because this little narc right here is going to fucking get me in trouble for – for like nothing yeah for not erasing the board good enough like yeah for not calling on him every single time like or making him feel like he succeeded this day you know how's that gonna help him in his life yeah it's just gonna coddle him and make him like feel like a fucking baby yeah he's gonna feel like my mom is gonna come in and save the day when i don't get hired for this job yeah where's my mom my mom said that uh you had to hire me and i'm the best my mom thinks i'm great obviously your mom thinks you're great my mom does too and i'm a fucking loser she is. So I can't even imagine trying to bring something up to a parent like in this day and age and have like if I was a teacher and have them yell at me and act like I'm trying to question their parenting. Even, Hell no. Yeah. Even though I'm just trying to like help their child succeed in all aspects of their life, you know, but you know what they would do? I think I know where you're going with this. They would go to the higher ups at the school, like the principal, the superintendent, whatever, even if the teacher, like, wasn't actually doing anything wrong, they would give you a written warning over, like, whatever the parent said, just because they have to, they have to go with the parents because they kind of, like, 
run the school in a way and like their opinions matter yeah it way more than they did in previous years especially with social media and like things can go viral and like make things like make the school look bad and like funding and all this other you know all these other factors and posting stuff online and And then tagging the school like it's funny like I've seen not even that just like different like places being tagged like businesses or like somebody wrong someone in customer service and you're like oh yeah and I do appreciate things like that because it does hold more people accountable than if we didn't have that platform to pull like to say things like that on a louder spectrum and stuff I think people would get away with it a lot longer than how they do now yeah but I just think that let's say I did get in trouble or like the superintendent talked to me and said, Hey, you can't really, you can't talk to Bobby's mom like that. She was really upset. Whatever. Even if you weren't doing anything wrong, they're going to watch you. So they're fucking laser focused on me and my, you know, how I do things, even though I've been doing things the same as I have been for years at that point. So let's say I was fucking two minutes late because we all know that I'm late, but yeah. we <laughs> that's accepted. That's besides the point. It's a character trait. Yeah, yeah we get people out there think it's rude. Get I the think fuck out of our podcast. It's we, endearing. It's very endearing. So maybe look that up. Yeah. So then they'll be watching me and saying, "Oh, she was two minutes late." Mm. And then the parents like would probably band together with a petition to fucking get you fired and and the the higher-ups aren't gonna fucking stand in their way no they're They're gonna gonna be like oh wow they actually weren't following they weren't up to uh standard with this and actually they weren't um they weren't meeting certain criteria for like the standardized testing like they'd make up a bunch of bullshit that was just garbage yeah and i think it's just, it's sad. I think with technology and the internet, cancel culture as a whole, it just like perpetuates a school world that becomes less about the students obtaining helpful life skills and more just about entertaining like bullshit from parents and just outside factors. Yeah. And also, I do think, like I said, that people should have like some type of power and like people should be there should be checks and balances in different you know areas of life to make sure that no matter high how high up you are or low that you still have a say I just think that it's going a little too far with you know young kids and how parents they, feeling like they can they, say and do whatever and get like I'll get this fucking bitch fired like yeah chill out Becky and kids just like whip their phone out like at any age just to threaten teachers like oh I'll put this clip of you raising your voice online to make sure the school board sees it and then you you know what I mean like what lose your pension and then you tag the teacher in yeah. it and say oh this is like Mr. Becky. Jones yeah anyways mm. but I do understand but I believe that like the sometimes classes do need a stern talking to and I'm not saying that you should whip the kids. Yeah. But also. I mean, sometimes I think that it would. Sometimes I I play it in my mind like I am. Yeah. Like whenever I was subbing at least. (laughs) But um, don't worry, I didn't do it. Um, Yeah, because kids had phones. Don't be stupid. Yeah, I'm not that dumb, guys. Um, But people get so fucking offended that like I worry that in the future when we have our kids in school, it's just going to be. Sex fuckery. Yeah. So 
I'm thinking, will kids and families be offended by their kids maybe learning the calendar? Because maybe they want their kid to be free of societal organization. And instead of going by day or month or year, they want their kid to go by feeling. My essence tells me it's spring, and the feeling of sun on the left hemisphere of my forehead makes me believe it's afternoon. We just want our kids to feel what is real and let that dictate the facts. Really? Fuck no. Why would I want the children who, like why would I want children who are dumb as fuck? Yeah, clearly by your like verbiage, you're stupid as fuck and if they can't help you, then what's their purpose on earth? Well, if they're more dumb than me, then that's going to be a huge issue because they need to support me financially as they get older. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're sort of joking about our future kids being dumb. We would still love them. Mm, you would still love them, maybe. But I would definitely love them a fuck ton less if they weren't smart because I expect them to be smart. But who am I kidding? I'm going to be with, like, a guy that's dumb as rocks. So, I mean, they don't really stand a chance. But seriously, the world just gets so offended about everything. And we just worry that, that like, what that means 10 years from now. Yeah, especially if our kids are fucking stupid. For sure, then. Speaking about experiences that change or at least define somewhat of the course of your life, that's how I felt once we started working um, as technicians at the inpatient psych hospital, you know? Yeah, we both did. And it was really fucking weird because we literally had just graduated with our undergrad, and that was a time period where we really were trying to find what we were passionate about and like where our like career would kind of lead us. We were the kind of losers who just like, not that we didn't want to make money, but we didn't want to be miserable. Like half the people that we saw like in jobs in the future, because it's just like, we didn't want to live in that painful cycle. And it's so hard though, because every, like I changed my major several times. Oh, me too. And I feel like no matter what, like what career um, or field we chose every time you would tell someone because they'd say what's your major and you would say something like social work and they would make a joke like you're not in that for the money then ha 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 or like even when I was I was in like business one time it's don't, like you don't can own me. a multi-million dollar business bitch or like I was in communications and stuff like Oh, I had to take a news writing class, and that was hard as shit. Yeah, and you had to go to, like, community um, meetings, like, and listen, on I'm, Monday. Yeah, I'm not the kind of bitch who... City council. Yeah, I'm not the kind of bitch who thrives in that. And, and we just, shared a car like we do now because we're poor. Yeah, that's what poor people do. And I had a driver there, so yuck. It wasn't ideal for either of us, let's just say that. And the story behind that was we ended up selecting teaching. <laughs> yeah, and... We're pretty much like, okay, well, the school is pretty much like not. Like, I, hurry, I'm, I'm trying to get along, girls. I'm trying to give us credit. Like, oh, we were kind of, no, it was like, you guys are juniors. You have to pick something. We're thinking teachers have the summers off. And I mean, their days aren't super long. So yeah. I guess that. I, we and, could handle that. Yeah, that's not too bad, right? And when we say selected, it's a very loose term for we felt really pressured to commit to something that didn't seem so awful that we wanted to kill ourselves. Yeah, or and, the kids. Yeah, <laughs> or our future children. Yeah. <laughs> and in that moment, it was teaching. Yeah. Let's just say once we finished our student teaching placements, it was very, very apparent that being educators 
wasn't in the cards for us. The issue with a lot of schools and staff, not saying everywhere, so don't get all fucking agitated and offended like everyone does these days, but people feel the need to be fake nice. Yeah, I hate that. Hate. It's so disgusting. And let's be honest, I don't want to pretend to be friends with other teachers just to what? Secure permanent placement on the team that hates me? Or like a maybe to get a good recommendation, like them to say something nice and not something mean about you. Yeah, why? Because you got to kiss their ass. Yeah, why? Because I suck their tit. Like, yeah, it no, doesn't, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good, Mrs. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, but... um. We don't have an issue being team players. I think some people might argue that, but we have no issue playing, you know, well with All others in, like, in the team. Exactly. Yeah. We have no issue and stuff. But I don't like being forced to eat lunch with, like, the other staff. Like, I have to mingle and pretend this is, like, a popularity contest because if I don't, you know, make them like me more than the other students who were um, student teaching there, then almost, like, I'm, I'm losing. Lo- yeah. Like, exactly. what do you mean? I thought this was about, like, my education helping the students. Yeah. It never felt like that. Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the things we hated the most. Yes. And we also... Oh, my gosh. This brings back, like, really bad fucking memories. Yeah. Meg and I got talked to. Yeah, we were, like, like strongly encouraged. Yeah. That's what... It was, like, a warning, but, like... They in education they don't call it that because like you're not getting paid to be there so like <laughs> and also before this um this conversation we didn't even know that it was like a thing that was like required or that we would get told about no because they didn't they, they weren't didn't like say, you have to come it wasn't here. in the pamphlet like oh uh you have to uh sit with the teachers like during lunchtime it's like that's a free period so for us why wouldn't I do something that I thought would be mentally helpful and prepare me for the rest of the day. The only thing we did was went outside and smoked cigs on the corner. Is that that big of a deal? I only offered weed to two kids. Like That's it. And they were in third grade too. And it's like they said their mom did it. Yeah, so fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> anyways we're kidding. But it's like if I want to sit in a room by myself for a few minutes, like chill the fuck out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They act like I'm doing coke off the desk. Yeah, they're like, oh, I want you to eat lunch with other teachers to try to form a positive relationship with them. And I'm like, mm, good. Kill me. But, it, but I actually say, okay, thank you for letting me oh, know. Oh, my gosh. I appreciate that. And anytime I did eat with them, no one really talked to me. Not even the teacher who was, like, supposed to be mentoring me. She was a bitch. I don't mind not talking, but I can sit in, like, a private classroom and decompress during lunch and turn off the lights and just sit there by myself rather than awkwardly at a table with a bunch of teachers who I know don't give a shit about me or about anything they're saying, really. Yeah, like, during the day with the kids, you kind of have to put a little bit of an acting face on. I don't want to have to do that at the lunchtime, too. Yeah, I want to have, like, 25 minutes where I can just, like, let my thoughts be and stuff and just sit there and quiet. And if I think that's going to make me better as a professional, which they should want, then I should be able to do that with no questions asked. Exactly. It's not like we were doing shots in the the classroom. I know, but we should have been. Yeah, we should have. Maybe we would have been more fun and the teacher would have liked us more. Yeah. 
and we're in the same boat with the eating um with the teachers sucking up in the the point that we didn't want to yeah we're definitely not those people and i think that's why we're not as liked as people that just follow everything they're told the kiss ass people but we you know who you are we're the people that ask questions like but why (laughs) yeah yeah anyways but we're trying to uh make it before um we were basically trying to suck, not suck up, but like make sure that we, student teaching was the only thing standing in our way until we graduated. <laughs> and we were like, we are not going to pick a different major after all this time. Like it is one of those majors that at the end, it's not easy and a breeze. It's like you have block and then you have student teaching, which is a full-time job that you don't get paid for. It's basically like really difficult in the end and you have to take um, classes almost like a full-time job, like she said. So it's like eight to three or four every single day. And then the next semesters, you get to student teach, which is a job that you don't get paid for. And it's really stressful. And they treat you like you work there. No, they treated us like shit, even though the teachers are getting paid like pretty much kickbacks, but like yeah. legally. It's like they're getting bonuses for for teaching the upcoming um, people. Like, I don't think they got that memo because they didn't teach me shit. They were not yeah. nice to me. Either of my teachers were not nice to me, didn't guide me. They were yeah, cold Megan, and mean. I didn't have a good experience either, but Megan's took the cake. Like they were not. Maybe we'll tell more about them later, but let's just say after that, I was like, I just... It was hard to finish. It was really hard, but I was like, yeah. I'm not going to let these people beat me. I'm not going yeah. to. Especially, it wasn't like, oh, well, we have this much schooling left after this. If we would have stopped student teaching, we would have had another few years of school because we would have had to change majors. Yeah, so it was like, ugh. anyways, so when we like graduated from college, we felt really lost because we knew that we didn't want to, you know, be teachers. Like that was so blaringly obvious to us. So I think that we were even more lost than when we started college, because like, at least when you start, you're hopeful and optimistic that like, things are going to like find their way. And, and, you know, and like, maybe uh, I always thought, well, I don't know, like all the other careers, like, oh, a nurse or oh, a doctor or like a writer. I'm like, well, I don't want to do those things, but I'm sure college will have options that I didn't even know were options. And then you get there and you're like, "Mm, I knew about all these. And they don't do a good enough job explaining like the majors and the the variations. Like, yeah, it's not just you can be a lawyer, a doctor, um, a musician, a veterinarian. Exactly. Or like a a pathetic fucking piece of shit. Yeah, there's way more things. And I think that if they did a better job at expanding and showcasing all the options people would feel a lot more comfortable connecting with certain things yeah you know and it I mean? wouldn't take so many years into your undergrad and to like, actually figure out your shit. i guess i'll be a teacher i guess that's me so yeah that was really rough feeling so lost after you graduate with something that you still have to pay for and the point is we got a job at a psychiatric hospital and it was several months after graduating, and we didn't honestly know what the job entailed. We kind of just needed a job. Like, and it intrigued us. That yeah, was we're like, like the extent uh, of it. Like, it's not a hospital, but it kind of is, and it has people that need help. And, like, we do like helping people. So, I don't know. We went there, and, like, kind of, obviously, you help treat patients and 
stuff like that. But after working just a couple shifts, we felt connected to the field and just like, it was like the moment where people say, I just knew. And like, you're like, okay, like you're, you're exaggerating. Yeah. But it was kind of like that moment where it was like, a, it clicked. Yeah. Like a puzzle piece that was missing was like, oh fuck, this is I like where this. I want to be. Yeah. We both fucking loved it. And it sounds insane in some ways, but we just thrive in an environment that's like structured chaos. Yeah. That's like the best way to describe it in my opinion. Yeah. There's, in my opinion, you just said that. See, I can't even speak. Good Good thing thing it's not based on that. Yeah. Thank gosh. Anyways, um, there's enough like unknown factors that continually change, like the patients, the care they need, the situations unfolding for the work not to seem like boring and monotonous, but there's also a good sense of structure so that you're not just walking into a hurricane every day. Yeah. Getting that job and working there for a year really did alter the course of our lives. Yeah. And I don't know where we would be in terms of career, at least, if we hadn't applied and got hired at the psych hospital. I know. So I really am thankful for that, but I can tell you where we wouldn't be teaching. Yeah, you're fucking right about that. (laughs) Like usual, the instance really did alter our futures and our perspectives. Yeah, 100%. We wanted something um, now because we found that passion. So before we were just kind of wandering along through life, trying to like make it by with like bills and things like that. And finding something that society was like, that's not bad. Yeah, like I don't mind waitressing. Like I'm just going to be honest about that because I do enjoy like wait like just being around people and like controlling my own narrative to get tips like I'm depending on myself yeah, it's not a team of people yeah like yes you work with other people and yes there's cook so like yeah it it does affect things yeah but I don't have people going to my tables and waiting on them that's my my opportunity to shine and show them what I'm doing so that then they can tip me yeah you know what I mean yeah but let's be real People usually, and I'm not saying that it's not a good job, but I just mean, if I went to college, I really don't want that to be my end goal. Like if I, if I should have been a server, then I should just have not went to college. Yeah, you should have just continued being a server through because we were a server before we started college. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't even know what she's saying, but... Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's fine. We already see that, don't we, everyone? (laughs) But I would leave work at the psych hospital thinking about, like, how I could help the clients and stuff. Like, what programs would benefit them? What type of information might lighten their life or their burdens that they're carrying around and provide, like, some sort of hope within this darkness that they're feeling, you know? Yeah, I definitely think that you see the world in a through a different lens once you sat with people in their darkest days. I agree with that a lot. <laughs> and working in like the field of mental health, you start to hear a lot about people's experiences and like what got them to this exact moment in their life, like that they're coming inpatient to a psych unit. And my mindset shifted over the time that I worked there because at first you know just like the media and stuff has plagued our minds with it's like it makes us believe that mental hospitals 
hospitals. Hospitals. <laughs> they spit their what? Yeah, I mean, maybe. But <laughs> anyway, no. Um, the, there are places that are full of individuals who are, like, so far gone that society can't fix them. And, like, they're so broken. But, yeah. But really, it's just, like, so many people who have gotten either a terrible hand in this life. Right. Or they have a long line of trauma that they have endured and they're dealing with it. You know how many times that Meg and I have had, like, talks about anyone could, like, get to the point where they were in a psychiatric hospital. If something, like, super bad happened to me, I'm we are people that are very close with our family. And if something happened to them and then, you know, let's say you were really financially hurting and then, like, a couple other – uh, we can't talk. Yeah. Maybe we should just die. Public speaking. Kill us now. I didn't have to take public speaking, though, because... Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but another fucking nail in my coffin. Yeah, but you um took it, and you're just as bad as me. <laughs> anyways. I think the, the audience would beg to differ a little bit. But anyways, go on. Yeah, I can't even remember what I was saying now. Yeah, because you're an idiot. But anyways, the point is, when people say, oh, like, they're crazy and stuff... That is so offensive because it's just like, it's just not true. You're saying that people with a disorder that they're born with, that their chemistry in their brain is just like fucked up from the start. You're saying they're crazy. You know, you're not saying someone with cancer is crazy. You're not saying someone with like Crohn's disease is crazy. So it's just like, I don't think people believe the fact that something in your brain is set up different to make you feel and act in a different way and that's I think what is really hard because they don't think of it as something like a hospital where oh they need to be here it's like oh no they're they're choosing to act this way why would anyone choose to act in such a way well people like that I think are just not educated enough and they just need to look into it before talking and those are the people that make the movies and the shows yeah and it's really sad so yeah, so let's move on to yeah. this conversation, you know, about mental illness. And it sounds a little stressful, so we're not going to be the ones to talk about it and change it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least not today. It sounds like, ugh. Yeah, we're lazy, and we're not going to change the world because we're losers. <laughs> That's a joke for all you simpletons out there who don't pick up on sarcasm, or dark humor for that matter. We want to be part of the conversation, so here we are talking even if it is just our mom and our aunt listening hey guys hey <laughs> love you <ya. laughs> yeah love you even then meg why don't you uh tell that student teaching story yay <laughs> um oh this is just another bad memory <laughs> it's honestly like something out it's of, hilarious it's out like, of it's out of a movie like how you're like Oh no, like you, you want to like kind of close your eyes because it's like so cringe because you're dying inside. Yeah. Like when she told me this, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. So when I was in my second student teaching placement, I could tell my teacher wasn't fond of me, you know? How'd you gather that? Well, she barely spoke to me. And when she was around me, she was cold and like just she didn't want to guide me at all. That was really clear. Sounds like amazing qualities, especially for an elementary school teacher. I know, that's what I was thinking. And she was looked at as this type of leader at the school because it was smaller. 
And so there weren't many choices for like yeah. someone to so look up was, to. It was more like it's like, oh, you have tenure. Yes. Like, okay, I guess we'll look up to you. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, that's how it was. So she was like, you know, top of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and so a higher up lady came, like, I don't know if it was like someone for funding for something. And she was like giving this lady a tour around the school. And when the lady got to her um room, room um the lady like came up to me. Okay, it doesn't sound so bad. Don't worry, it gets worse. So she's showing the lady her classroom and the students were somewhere like music. I wish they would have been there to like almost like like break shield my fall. you from yeah the, yeah so I could like stood behind them and like try like, to oh sorry I'm busy die. over here doing something writing yep mm-hmm. um and this higher up lady's face lights up and she gives me a hug and she's like genuinely happy to see me okay but who is Megan been a good sport to ruin this woman's day by telling her she has no fucking idea who it is <laughs> Yeah. Sadly, after my teacher started asking questions about how we knew each other, the lady examined my face a little further and figured out I was not who she loved so much, but rather another student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and because your supervising teacher already hated your guts, this run-in only solidified her disdain for you. That it did. Definitely didn't help me or score me any points like it would if I was just like, please let this be like a Walmart situation where like, they don't kind of dig further to notice, oh, you're not the person they thought you were. Exactly. Uh, it didn't work out that way, let me tell you that. No. So she hated me still. Yeah. Now it's time to give us five fucking stars. It's not an order. It's a request. And pretend you have a gun to your head. I know that's a little dark, but we'll do whatever it takes to get five stars. Yeah, we have to do what we have to do. I mean, the influencers online that you love so much do whatever they can to say like sell products or stay relevant so we can fucking say fake things if we want to yeah at least ours is a free request like you don't have to do shit just put five stars it's so easy yeah you're welcome bitches all right have a nice week Bye. bye